Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Ideasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences, taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Amen. Powerful. We have been talking about our series of victories, is that not so? Ever since the month of January, we've been talking about this. And I've been sharing with you some of the victories that are on their way to you. And God being God, there are going to be so many victories, some that we don't even know about. We can't talk about them now. You'll just see that they're happening. However, whenever you have a victory or when you talk about a victory, it means that there was a battle. Otherwise, there's nothing to be victorious over. Are you, are you with me? If there was nothing there, then there's nothing there. But... It also means that there are things, some of us are already in various battles and various things. And so I began to share with you some of the things which will take us through to victory. And we got to the major subject of faith. Yeah, we've been there for some weeks. I think this will be our third week talking about faith. And I don't want to move off the topic just now. The reason being that many of us come to church and we say that we have faith. That if you have faith without works, your faith is dead. That's what the Bible says. And so therefore, comma, if you are a Christian and all of your faith, it only brings you to church and you sit in church and nothing happens. When you have a problem, you dissolve. Or when you have a problem, unless you go and look for somebody to pray for you. Because some of you, you don't, you don't, you, you are just there. That's why you're looking for a quiet chair. It's because you don't have any faith of your own. So unless somebody's chest, you coin. <laughs> Are you there? Hmm. You see, some of you, you are so gifted to misunderstand things. So let me take my time. Hmm. So let me take my time and explain things. Let me take my time. Is that okay? Allow me to take my time. Tell your neighbor, mommy is taking her time. Because I'm going to look for a scripture that I had not already originally thought about. But I realized I have to go for it. Mm. You see, because whenever we say things like this, then people say that, oh, it's because you don't believe in prophets. It's not true. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible says, God, who at sundry times... And in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets, has in these days spoken unto us by his son, who he has appointed heir of all things. Are you there? So the Lord was just telling us that much as there are prophets around and we need them, the context has changed. The context has changed. In David's time, if he didn't send for a prophet, he would not know the will of God for himself. But he said, when the son came, things changed. 
And that change was to empower you so that you can talk to God direct. Amen. So usually you will find out that prophets often come into your life and the things that they say are quickening what you already knew or what was already there. But when there's nothing there and then you just go looking for a random prophet, that's when you can now hear something that will take you off in another direction. And it's happening in our life. It's happening around. It's happening so much. That's why we're even talking about it. But I want you to be a people of faith. Amen. To be a people, you see, if you are a person of faith, when you even hear a real prophet, something will tell you that this is a real prophet. Yeah. But when you start to hear something, recently somebody said that what? When they gave him something that he should drink, when he drank it, he was now under the power of the prophet. And so he went home and collected his sister's underwear and the underwear of his brother's wife. You see, when you start going there, even common sense should tell you that. Or you're not understanding what I'm saying. And his defense is that they gave him something to drink. What scripture is that? When you are, pre- when you are practicing fetishism, know that it's fetishism. That's where we boil things and drink things. Don't, don't start mixing it with Christianity, please. Hey. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Yeah. You're annoyed already. Then you'll be annoyed before I finish. <laughs> Amen. But what I'm saying is that for you to see the victories that you need, you need to have faith. And you need to know how to develop this faith and how to operate this faith. Are you with me? Mm. Mm. Because the scripture we were using last week, Ephesians 6, 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. The enemy is alive and well and looking for you and looking for people who believe in God. And he comes with his arrows. And the Bible says that among the things that help you and defend you, the thing that stops that arrow from even reaching you, your shield is your faith. So your faith had better be in good condition. What is the use of a shield? Please give me, um, George, give me the book you're holding. So, my shield is this size. You see, (laughs) it's a shield, Mo. If the arrow is coming and I am blessed, I can block it. But if the arrows are a lot, and some are coming this way, and some are coming, and this is the size of my shield, then it's like Hey, before I'm aware, some have landed. And this is the problem in the church. Jesus was talking to his disciples, said, Why did you doubt? Oh, ye of little, little faith. So, some of us, the faith, we have faith, but it's small. What will you do? You see, because if I have a shield as big as this one, I can't even use it to just. I mean, I don't, I'm not even moving. I just put it there. You will fire. It won't do anything to me. Because it's so large and so huge that the arrows don't even come. Jesus told some that your faith is weak. So some you have, ask for faith, yeah, you have. Oh. Don't make that mistake. Please, it's a scripture. Romans 12, 3, let's go there. Let's go there. Hmm. 
Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has given or dealt to every man the measure of faith. So as for faith, you have a measure. You have some. Are you there? So number one, you have faith. You have some. You have faith. Number two, you have it whether you feel it or not. Some people, you want to feel it. I want to ask you whether, have you ever, you see, <coughs> have you ever felt your arms before? When you need your legs, you just use them. You don't wait to feel them. Or you don't understand what I'm saying. When somebody is bringing something to you, just stretch out your hand. That's how your faith is. It's there. It's not a matter of I feel faith. It's there. It's there. <laughs> Are you in the house? I'm trying to encourage you small. So be encouraged a little. <laughs> now that faith, you know, it is what gives us a victory. Please, everything I say, I'm going to give you a scripture. If you don't like the scriptures, that's part of the reason why you have problems. Because the scripture contains the, the solutions. Now, if you don't like it, you see, like some people who walk around telling me that they don't like medicine. Those of us who drink medicine, it's not because we like it, oh. Ah, why do we drink medicine? If you have a malaria, you, <laughs> you have malaria, you have to drink medicine to be okay. It is true or it's not true. So it's not a matter of liking. The other day somebody told me that, oh, I don't like medicine. I said, that is like saying I like sickness. Ah, you don't like medicine, saying. We don't drink it because we like it. How did I even get into that? <laughs> First John 5, 4. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. So the victory that you are looking for is through your faith that you will get it. In Mark chapter 5, we are told the story of a woman who had an issue of blood for 12 years. There are some problems, they last a long time. And when it is like that, often there's a story behind. Like some of you, she has gone to a place where there's no solution. They have taken her money. It's always one of the signs you should, you should look at. Many genuine prophets, genuine men of God, people dash them things. They don't charge you for what they are doing. Are you there? If you see the person, you see somebody was so grateful after you've ministered to me, so I gave you this. That's a different thing for saying that you have to bring this before I can have a consultation with you. What is wrong with you? Are you there? So she had gone to see doctors. The Bible says that she had suffered many things. And there are some of you, you've gone through many things. You see. But then one day, she heard about Jesus. And she pushed food through. She said that this man, I've heard about him. What I've heard is that he's so powerful that I don't even need to talk about him. Talk to him. If I touch what he's wearing, there's an, an, enough anointing in it to do something for me. That was her faith. That was her belief. Are you in the church or you have traveled? You see. And I like this story because in verse 34, Jesus now said something. You see, when she touched Jesus, eh, he felt the power leave him. And most men of God will tell you that when they are ministering, they can feel virtue. Power has left them. 
So he knew somebody has received something. And he asked, and so she came and confessed that I touched you. Look at what Jesus said. Daughter, your faith. Not if you see there are some very important things like your holiness. Are you there? But he didn't say her holiness had made him. Tonight when we went to change, they said we don't need to be holy. May the Lord knock your head where you are sitting. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I'm saying in respect of this point we are on. What Jesus said to her was that her faith, her faith was what made her whole. Her faith. The faith of which you also have sat. I see your faith making you whole. I thank God he didn't say your money. I thank God he didn't say your family name. I thank God it wasn't dependent on the things that we think are. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Yeah, it wasn't like that. Are you with me? And you see, and we see this example over and over. Mark 10. In Mark 10, we have another nice example. It's one of my favorite preaching topics, but today I'm just skimming through. A blind beggar was sitting somewhere. By the time you are blind and you are begging, you know that you have hit the bottom of the, of the road. Yeah. Begging is bad. Blindness is bad, but blind and begging, Charlie. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, it's not a simple combination, it's a simple state of affairs. But as he was sitting there, the Bible said that he heard, you see, he couldn't even see. But he heard that Jesus was passing and he heard it. How did he hear? All the people who were shouting. And this man, began, look, he believed, he had faith that if Jesus could hear him, Jesus would do something about it. So he started shouting. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And, and you see, that's for human beings. Eh? Please turn to your neighbor and say, are oh, you a human being? That's for human beings. Mm. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we have some ways of talking that are very some way. Are you there? So, the people started to say, be quiet. And honestly, when you start to operate your faith, you will hear it. You will hear it. What's this thing that you are trying to do? What's this thing that you are trying to do? Are you there? Some will even laugh at you. Mm. Yeah. You day or you know day? Yeah. Anyway, fortunately, he had a lot of sense. He didn't mind the people. He shouted more. Can you imagine? There's a crowd, oh, a noisy crowd following him. He shouted enough. His faith would look. If this man passes, I don't know where I'll get help from. He shouted loud enough. The Bible says that Jesus stood still. That part of the scripture, it touches my heart. May Jesus stand still to hear you today. Yeah. As he was moving in all the press and so many people around, Jesus' spirit picked up that somebody who had faith was calling him. And the Bible said, he stopped what he was doing. He stood still. I said, may he stand still because of you. Hallelujah. And then, he asked the guy what he wanted. He gave it to him. Verse 52. 1052. Mark 1052. Look at it again. Oh. And Jesus said to him, Go thy way, thy... F Are you seeing the word? Yeah. Your what? Faith. Do you have some? Do you have some faith? Do you have some? Are you sure you have some faith? Yeah. And so Jesus again said to him that it's your faith that has made you whole. That's what has made you whole. Do you remember, was it last week I gave you a demonstration? Please, can I have that chair back? Just pick a chair and bring it. Hebrews 11.1. 1. He said what? 
Now, faith is the substance. And I said to you that this is a metal chair. In order to make this metal chair, we need a substance. And what do we need? The metal. If you give us the metal, we can make the chair. If you have the faith, faith is the substance. If you have the faith, that's what he will use to do what you needed to be done. If you have the faith. So can you see that this faith there, if I can allow my faith to be a lot, if I can allow my faith to be strong, if I, can, if I know what to do to, 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 to use my faith, then it means that, oh, it will not be hard. Because it's the substance. It's the substance. Please, if you are sitting by a lady, tell her it's not by your beauty. Mm. If you are sitting by a man, tell him that it's not by your sex pack or the lack of it. Please, the chair can go down. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you there? Now, just so that you don't think it is only in terms of healing that faith can work, let's quickly just look at Luke chapter 5. There's another dramatic, beautiful story there. I wish we had time to go through all these miracles because they are so exciting. But here was a guy, he was sick of the palsy and he was lying flat. He couldn't even walk into the room to go for his healing. He had friends who had faith. And the friends felt that if we can just let Jesus see you, it will be well. Bishop has often said he wonders if the guys were armed robbers because, I mean, for you to climb and say that I'm going to open a roof. But that's what they did. They went up there, opened the roof, and then they let the guy down. And when they were coming, Jesus saw them. (laughs) Are you there? But look at what he says. Verse 20. And when he saw, you see, the thing about the faith is that it makes you do something. So when he saw their faith, then he said, man, your sins are forgiven you. Your sins are forgiven. Even for you to believe that you have forgiveness of sin, it takes faith. And there are some of you, you are beating yourself over the same thing. Look, as for sin, eh, there is no homo that can remove it. There's no, there's no, I I don't know how to explain it to you. There's no homo, there's no, what what again, what can we use to? What? Akesha. There's no Akesha that can remove it. There is no, you see, so it is faith. You need to believe that as you have stood there and asked for forgiveness for the same thing for the 40th time that you actually have forgiveness. By your faith. By your faith. By your faith. Are you there or you have travel? Yeah. Recently somebody sent me a text and said that because of some abortions she had done, she was going to kill herself. So, don't kill yourself. Don't kill yourself. You see, many of you think that, hey, that's a big sin, but you're lying. It drives God crazy far more. The Bible doesn't even say that Satan is the father of abortions. It's the father of lies. You've been lying, sir. This morning, right before you came, you told lies. For you to be... Hey! Push your neighbor and say, Mommy is dialing your number. Yeah. As for sin, eh? It is sin. And unless you can activate that faith, you will never feel forgiven. Or you don't understand. Look, have you ever done something then when you remember, you go. Or you have not done something before? Hey. One day. I went somewhere. In fact, 
we were preparing something and we had been up for nights and when the time now came to present it somebody asked me a question somebody a man of god oh, serious man of god in those days i had not yet learned to ask the holy ghost to hold my tongue hey before i was aware I gave one of those answers. Those of you who are like me, you know what I mean. I apologized. Afterwards, I followed the man. I apologized. I went back home. I lay down in the night. In the middle of the night, I woke up and the whole scene. Look. Look for, 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 year, for, for days, for weeks, I would play through the scene. And then rewind. Look at you, small girl that they have given some small work to do. You have got math to be answering bishops carelessly. If not for faith, to believe that God has forgiven me my sin, I will still be repenting by now. <laughs> Are you getting me? Because from the moment I apologized, he was very gracious. And he received the apology. I couldn't let go of the matter. So when I saw him later on in the day, somewhere else, I ran to meet him. I said, please, this thing that I said, I said, oh, I said, he has left it. Hey. <laughs> so the person had left it too. But I couldn't leave. When I remember, not <laughs> But I thank God that he told the guy that your faith, by your faith, your sins are forgiven. As for this faith, we need it. We need it. And that is why from today and probably next week, I don't know how long it will take me, I want to talk to you about developing how to develop. Maybe we should have left this chair here. That's a cookie. Maybe we should have left it. Just so that when I talk about substance, you see, uh-huh, just to, just, it's just to kick your mind a little. Is that okay? Yeah. So, so we are talking about how to develop the substance. Because if we have it, then we can make use of it. If we don't have it, or it is small, or it is weak, and we can't even find it, then we don't have it. So how are we going to be developing this faith? Have you not found yourself in a situation where your faith is not enough? I'm here with some of you. Your greatest fight in life is to pay those fees. Are you there? You have been crying. The reason why you are crying is that your faith is not enough. Are you seeing it? If you can get your faith to where Oh, with this faith, it's enough substance for the fees to be paid. You see that even when it has not been paid, you are cool. You know that it's just a matter of a bit of time. The Lord is going to work out something. Hey, you are very quiet, oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. I remember that LP Eunice was a master student here. Her fees alone was about 18,000. A bit over 18,000. She didn't have a job. She didn't have home support for that. Her father wasn't able to help her out. Are you there? What she had was faith. What she had was faith. And God paid up on time. Every time. Every time. Every time. But you see, one day she went onto her, you know, onto the internet to look at her payments and we began to laugh. Because when you have 18,000, you don't think of 150 CDs as money. Are you there? But as you look at the payments, 1,000 cities, 200 cities. And in other words, as it came, as it came, because as a woman of faith, she was like, it will come from somewhere. 
when it comes, some of you that have been sitting there up to today waiting for 18,000 in your, in your account. You, your account, have you, has your account seen 18,000 before? I'm asking you a question now. You that your account has been seeing 100 cities, 200 cities. Then you are sitting there. You see, it's not that God cannot do it. What I'm saying is that sometimes because we have locked him in one corner, we miss him in all the other ways by which he works. But today, as you develop your faith, you see, you don't know how you're going to develop. All you know is that the substance, the substance, you have it and it will be enough for what you need. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. So, let me say something also that faith you... (laughs) I'm looking for a way to say what I want to say. A specific thing is made by a specific substance. Is that okay? So you may have faith for healing, but you don't have faith for for what? For what? Money. Okay. Are you there? So when you recognize it, you don't just say, oh, no be anything, we go for do. No, 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 no. <laughs> you start to now work on how to develop that faith for what you need. I'm going to give you just some three, four basic steps. Number one, know what you want. Know what you want. Know what you want. It sounds so bland and so, so obvious. But if it was as obvious as that, I don't think that our Lord Jesus would be meeting somebody he, who is blind and ask him, what do you want? I don't think he will meet a leper and ask the leper, what do you want? If it was as obvious as you think. So I believe that by knowing what you want, you begin to establish the beginnings of that substance. What do you want? You see, and if you as African as me, we like to talk in very vague terms. We don't like to be specific. If you're an African Christian, how are you doing? Oh, I'm blessed. How, how, how are things going? Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's okay. It's, it's, it, but you see, it's Christian jargon. Now you are trying to develop faith for a particular thing. So the Christian jargon is not going to help you. When you come to Christ, you can't come to Christ and say, oh, I need a sitting so I need a sitting thing. It's not a sitting thing. It's a piece of metal to make a chair. You like to talk in a spade, eh? It's a spade. It's not a digging instrument. Hmm. Are you in the house? And that's why I'm saying that you need to identify what exactly am I asking God for? You see, I know some brothers, the reason why you are not married is that you, 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 you're all over the place. You are just all over the place. Hey. Yeah. If the Lord asks you what exactly do you want? Uh, hmm. I want a wife. Then he says, what type of wife? By the time you are done, you have given an, a description like prophet Ezekiel. Face like a man. Hair like a woman. Teeth like a dragon. Tail like a... And by the time you are done, the Lord Jesus is sitting down saying, what exactly are we supposed to do with this? 
are you there or you are not there? So that, that, to be able to say that this is what I'm looking for. And you see, it's difficult for us also because we are afraid to look proud. Uh-huh. If you ask me, what do I want? My whole mind is what is going on in my church. Are you there? I want 5,000 people. But you see, when I say they are looking at me, like, oh, but pastor, when we have come to school, when we come to we are thousand. <laughs> oh, are you seeing it? So because of that, we don't want to define. That's why I'll come and say, oh, we are trying to be 2,000 this semester so that you won't laugh too much. <laughs> because if I say 5,000, you start asking me questions I cannot answer. You know, after you have finished suffering for us to build this extension here, then your next question will be that, hey, please, are you trying to tell us that after all this, we have more to go, please, <laughs> we are not going. <laughs> so, 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 since this one is full already, what, what, what exactly, please, please, me, I know what I want. I know what I want. The day my father said that he wants 10,000 people sitting in his chair, I said, Lord, I want five. That's all. I don't, today I've said it, I don't mind what you think, I'm not looking for your opinion. But define the thing you are saying. What is it? that you want. Hallelujah. Are you there? You come to the Lord and you say, oh God, bless me, but you have forgotten that the Bible has over 8,000 promises. Exactly which one are you looking for? Oh, but if you will take your time and find it, he will do it for you. He will do it for you. Amen. Number two, we're just talking about two or three things. I mean, time has disappeared already. Now, Begin to work on the desire for that thing. Because sometimes when you say it, the desire is not strong yet. Amen. Do you remember the scripture? Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe. Are you seeing it? So when you realize that I'm saying the thing, but there's no desire. Desire makes you do things. So you are saying something because you can see it's a good thing to do. You wish that you would do it, but the desire needs to go up strong. I know so many of you who are walking around telling me that you want to do a master's, but the desire for it is not there. That's why you are here. You don't even know when they'll start selling forms. <laughs> Those who their desire is full-blown, they know that their forms, so they said they are starting to sell on 1st February. They've already checked whether the people have kept their word or not, but you, you are still sitting because it is not yet a desire. It's just something. It's a wish. It's like something that people do. <laughs> Proverbs 10, 24. The desire of the righteous shall be granted. Oh, man. I'm loving the scripture. The desire of the righteous. Righteous means in right standing with God. Are you in right standing with God? Are you a child of God? Are you righteous? Then your desire Oh, man, I love the scripture. He says that if you desire it, he will grant it. So when you look at the thing, it's not granted. Go check your desire. Maybe your desire was not strong enough. Or maybe your desire was crooked. Hey. Look, if you bring the matter, he will make the chair. Are you there? So there's no problem with him. There's no problem with matter. Where would the problem would be? Go back and check. Check whether that thing is rubber or it is metal. Amen. Because we say a lot of things. I have seen people tell me that they desire a first class. But even in my human socks, when I look at you, people who desire first class, this is not how they do their things. Hey! 
neighbor sitting there, ask your neighbor, hey, please, what, what, what did you, what class? Are you the one who said? Uh, are you the one who said first class? I mean, I, I look at some ladies who say that I, I want a husband, but as I look at you, as I look at the mangana, mangana, do you know mangana? Trouble. Look at you. An emotional mess. You are looking for a what? Look, oh, please. I promise myself today I'm going to be very kind. Don't let me go where I don't want to go. Ah! You have woken up in your, in your room. These two, three roommates who you are with on a temporary basis, you cannot keep peace with them. Is it a man who you are going to marry for the rest of your life that you can keep peace with? Ah! Your roommate is a temporary passerby. This roommate, if you don't like her, after one year cry, you can change. You can even desire, you can be there without a roommate. Temporary roommate cry, you cannot stand. Then this man who is going to have an opinion on your hair, have an opinion on what we are cooking to eat today. And, and please, he's not temporary, he's there for life. That's the one you can manage. I'm watching you. You are not yet serious about your desire, please. Hey. You are there. You want to marry an African man? You can't cook. Mm. Please, oh, please. Hey. Are you there? Then maybe you have money, you have planned to marry from Australia. Please find your way to Australia, okay? But here, this Africa in which we live in it. Please, oh, oh I, I, I'm not God, but in my 50-something years, I'm yet to meet an African man who wants to eat only salad. I have not seen salad. No. Hey! <laughs> Are you there? Even the ones you travel and go and meet outside over there, when you arrive there, they'll be asking you that, look, did you bring some okra so that you will make some dry okra stew for me? And then you say that your desire is that, oh God, I want to be a wife. He's looking at you, the substance. Your substance is not good enough. Your substance. Your substance. Wow. Psalm 37 verse 4. Psalm 37 verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Oh, Charlie. Delight yourself in the Lord. Are you happy about God and his things? Yesterday, no, I started the semester on a quarrel. Come and let us just meet together as leaders in the church and do the, You wanted to... Come and see text. I can't come because... My mother, my father, my this, my delight. The thing you delight in, eh? You find, so don't mix me up in all those ones. Hey, Pastor, are you saying that when my mother says, I said, don't mix me in it. Because what you want to do, you are able to do. 
So it's the delighting. It's the delighting that's not there. I've always told you the story of a certain father. It's a true story. Every time you do a wall and then you put the barbed wire, the electric on it, it's to keep out thieves. But this poor father, he was doing it to keep his daughter in. <laughs> and he thought he had succeeded. And so one day, on his way from work, at 8 p.m., as he was coming, there she was. She had escaped. It, it, and forgive me for using a bad example, but the point I'm trying to make is that the things we desire, we do them. Yeah. And the Bible is saying here that, look, if you would delight yourself in God, eh, you will find out you don't even end up praying about a lot of things. I, I sometimes, I, I don't remember the last time I prayed about a lot of things. Before I'm aware, it has come. Before I'm aware, yeah. Before I'm aware, something has come. Before I'm aware, he has answered me. I don't know the last time I had a serious prayer time over some physical things. Not because of anything, no, but because I love the things of God. And I'm just saying, that loving the things of God is free. You to love him some. Delight yourself in him some. And as you concern yourself with him, he concerns himself with your things. Yeah. He concerns himself with you. Hallelujah. Are you in the church or you have traveled? And so if you find out that your desire is not burning and not eating you up, in other words, your substance is not of good quality and not correct, spend some time in prayer over that. Begin to have honest to God prayers. Are you here? Many of us who are in the church of God these days, we don't know the word of God. We come to church. The most boring part of the church for us is the word. Do you know something? I will suggest to you that you take that thing to God and say, Lord, please do something about my love and my desire for your word. Instead of pretending. We like praying even less. Unless the prayer is about something in our pocket. Or unless the prayer is concerning us. Do you know something? Talk to God about it. Lord, when they say prayer meeting, I run away. Please, do something about my love for prayer. Face it. You will discover that God is the one in charge of you. Suddenly, you will love prayer. Suddenly, you will love word. Suddenly, you will delight yourself in the Lord. It's what I'm saying making sense this morning. Hey, hmm. ask your neighbor, do you like the Lord and the things of God? Do you delight yourself? If the person says yes, ask him, has he given you the desires of your heart? You see, as soon as you think, you say, hmm, anyway, it starts on, hmm, hmm. But the word of God is true. The Bible says that let God be true and every man a liar. The word of God is true. So you now, as you are looking around and you are looking at your life and saying that my life is full of woes and wants and things are not working, please take yourself back to this scripture and say that, ah, could it be that I'm not fulfilling this thing? Could it be I'm not delighting myself in God? Could it be that God is last in everything that we do? You do everything, oh, it's God who comes last. And you are very quiet. Many years ago, I was doing exams. I woke up and I said to God that, oh, but Lord, you know, I'm really hot about 
this exam. Right there, that the Lord just asked me, did you brush your teeth this morning? I said, oh yeah. Did you say hi to your family? Oh yes. Did you eat breakfast? Sure. Everything he asked me, sure. I said, uh, it's only me you didn't talk to. On the grounds that what? Exam. Why are you looking at me like that? Uh, but if it is you, it's you. <laughs> I learned something that day. If I was really delighted, you see, the things that were what I considered important, I got all. It was God. Some of you, when your pocket is empty, you don't come to church. It's God you don't like. <laughs> Yeah, I've told you that when the word of God is choking you, what should you do? Look straight and smile. Nobody will know that it's you. Hallelujah. But what I want to say is that check in your spirit. Brother, please bring me back to where we were. Why? Yeah. Check in your spirit. <laughs> Delight yourself in the Lord. Are you there? Delight. So check yourself. Do I really delight? Am I concerned? What's God concerned about? He's concerned that souls will be one. He's concerned about his kingdom. He's concerned about things that are... Am I also concerned like that? And if not, then ask him. Ask him. Because those desires of your heart, he'll do something. Hallelujah. And when the desire is not a burning desire, pray until it begins to burn. Pray. Do you think that as blind Bartimaeus was sitting down, do you think his desire to see was just desire. Strong enough for him to outdo and outshout a crowd. What about the woman with the issue of blood? Do you think she was just walking around saying that, oh, open the way if you open the way. If they open the way for me, I'll pass. I don't think so at all. I'm sure she made her way through the crowd. She made her way because the desire was strong. As I close this morning, I want you to think, what have you been believing God for? What have you been believing God for? The desire in your heart, how is it? Your faith, how is it? Is it that your faith, is it that the substance is not strong? Is it metal or is it plastic? I think it's something that you should talk to God about. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet this morning or this afternoon. I don't know where we are right now or afternoon. And just bow down your head for a moment. I don't want you to begin to get frustrated. So especially if you are frustrated. Thank you, this chair can move. I, I want you to come back from the brink of frustration. Come back from that place where you've been accusing God and saying, God, I've been asking, I've been asking, but you're not minding me. Take a step back from there and think about what you've heard this morning and begin to talk to the Lord. If you find that your desire is not strong, say, Lord, my desire for you and the things of yours is what is lacking. If you find out that your faith is weak, talk to him about it. If you find out that you don't like the things of God, they don't grab you as much as worldly things do, please talk to him about it. He knows already and as you talk, he will do something about it. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord this morning. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord. Talk to the Lord this morning. Believe that He has heard you. 
He wants to give you the desires of your heart. Thank God. Thank God. He has not left us without an answer. But he will answer. God is able more than able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able more than able He can handle anything that comes my way He is able to sing this song as one of your prayers this morning. He is able. He's more than able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able. He's more than able. situation of God. Thank you that you are not perplexed. You are not confused. You are not disturbed. And you are more than able. That is our faith of God this morning. We acknowledge that you are more than able. And because of that, we rest. Because of that, we rest in you. Thank you for giving us a measure of faith. Help us to grow that faith and to turn it into what you want us to be. We thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. And all the saints shall say amen. Still standing as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. You are here this morning and you have not given your life to Jesus Christ. That's a very definite thing. You've not done that. You've been in church. You're even working in church. You're saying things, but you have not done a deliberate giving your life of Jesus to, to Christ, your life to Jesus. I want to invite you to do so today. A man called Nicodemus met Jesus. He went to see him in the night. He was somebody who believed. He was a teacher even of the word. But he got to Jesus and Jesus said to him, You, even you, Nicodemus, you must be born again. And Nicodemus said, 
Does it mean I must go back into my mother's stomach? How will that be? And Jesus said, not at all. He said, what is born of flesh is flesh. What is born of the spirit is spirit. And he was saying to Nicodemus, you must be born again in your spirit. How is that going to happen? Romans 10, 9 and 10, he says, what you have already believed in your heart, it's a believing that brought you here. He says, what you have believed, now confess it with your mouth and so be saved. And so as you are here this afternoon and every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here but you have not deliberately opened your mouth to confess Jesus as Lord and Savior of your life. That's what I'm inviting you to come and do now. You want to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Lift up your right hand. As an indication you're saying, I want to receive. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your hands. God bless you. God bless you. If you have lifted up your hand and you don't mind, please come to me. I want to lead you in this prayer. Just step out of where you are. Let a, an usher, let a pastor help you. Just come and let us pray together. God bless you. God bless you. Just come. Just come. Just come. Don't think about your friend. It's what you have believed in your heart. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Just come. Just come. We're going to pray that prayer and you'll be sure of your stand. God bless you. If your heart is beating a little, it's just a sign. Jesus is telling you, come and sort it out. Come and sort it out. Just come. Let's pray that prayer together. Just come and give your life to Jesus. Step out and come. Step out. Just two more seconds. Just step out and come. Step out and come. He is able, more than able to make me what he wants me to be. To make me what he wants me to be. God bless you. If you're standing in front, I just want you to pray this prayer after me. And you want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, from today, you are my savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for our brethren who have come out this morning to confess what they have believed in their hearts. They confess that they believe you and that you are their Lord and their Savior. I pray, giving their lives to you, O oh God. Watch over them. Keep them. Let the enemy never triumph over them. Let them succeed in what they do. Let their faith be strong. I thank you for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDRC. God richly bless you.